0: Right, welcome back parents to the journey. This is Dan Finetti. I've got a good friend and a pastor over at Prestonwood, Jonathan Teague. Welcome Dr. Jonathan Teague to the program. Hey
1: yeah, Dan, it's so good to be with you.
0: Yeah, no, uh, the, the doctorate is actually kind of new, but let, before we get to that, let's just kind of find out about you and your family a little bit. Tell us, yeah. tell us some more.
1: Oh, we'd love to. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, my wife, Michelle and I, I'll tell you about, I'll tell you about the, uh, the best parts of me first. Uh, yeah. My wife, Michelle, and I have been married uh, almost, it'll be 20 years this December. Okay, And uh, we have five amazing kids. Caitlin is a sophomore. Elizabeth is a seventh grader. Anna is a fifth grader. Joseph is a second grader. And then our youngest, Olivia, uh, she's got a few years to go before school, but uh, she's she was born, God gave her to us last July of, uh, of 2021. So that's amazing.
0: That's uh, awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah. We and, love it. and in the, yeah, in the midst of your, your marriage and your five kids, right. You, uh, you got your doctorate, um, I did. And you know, to congratulations uh, on that. Proud of you for you. that. What, what was it in? I, I, I just think it's always kind of an interesting thing to kind of see sure. what is interesting to you.
1: No, sure. Yeah. Uh, so man, I, Michelle and I were involved in student ministry before we came to Preston. We've been here almost 11 years now. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, before that, we worked with teenagers for years, and that's just we knew that was going to be a part of our story. And in the process of all that, the Lord began to really activate in my heart, identifying some trends and issues with the younger generations, now mm. full-blown adult millennials, right? But at the yeah. time, those were emerging into adulthood, teenagers still. So in 2015, the Lord just put it on my heart that I wasn't done with school, which blew my mind because I was working here and had four kids. And I thought, yeah. that's that must not be Jesus. That's someone else telling me that. Uh, but man, the Lord just wouldn't let me shake it. And so, long story short, I, I went back summer of 2016. And uh, actually, in, in the first COVID year, fall of 2020, uh, I earned a, a doctor of educational ministries uh, from Southern Seminary. And I basically wrote about uh, how intergenerational discipleship is one of, it's not the only, but it's one of the ways that we can capture the hearts of young adults, of millennials, and I think Gen Z too. Um, it's a biblical way. And so we wrote extensively on some strategies that churches can use to highlight the generations of the church as a means to involve young adults, eventually to help them stick in the long-term into the life of a local church.
0: Okay. Kind of that Psalm 78, generation yeah. to generation, passing on the faith. I love that. That's right. That's great. That's exactly that's, right. Titus 2, great. all
1: that good stuff. Yep. Yeah.
0: Is, is that something that's, uh, that was your background as well? Like Christian parents, Christian grandparents, like do you have that as, as part of your story?
1: Yeah, so I'm a pastor's kid. Uh, I grew up, uh, all over everywhere. Uh, mm-hmm. the Lord, uh, the Lord took us on assignments from Missouri to Louisiana, Florida, Virginia, and then several stops in Texas. And as the Lord would have it, um, the last stop in ministry for my mom and dad was at the church my wife grew up in. Oh. So I'm a, I'm a pastor's kid. And my, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and my wife grew up in a wonderful, really ministry minded home. Yeah. Um, her father was involved in denominational work for years, and uh, just a great faithful uh, family uh, that she comes from and a family of faith, really. So a lot of like-mindedness in our upbringing. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so that was our, I mean, we have faithful parents, faith, you know, faithful grandparents and just poured into us. And so that there's, there's a backdrop there to why the Lord kind of put that in my heart too as well, I think. Yeah, that's very neat.
0: Well, we want to talk about um, an event coming up and it's right, really, um, it's kind of funny. I mean, I say it's an event because it is. Um, and, yeah. you know, welcome, welcome to uh, Christianity in America, right, where we take um, <laughs> holidays and make them, you know, event things. Um, but Easter yeah. is, uh, is just a couple of days away. And I wanted to kind of get your perspective on um, just, a, you know, what should we as Christians be thinking about Easter? And, and one of the questions I always have is, um, in terms of uh, Christianity, it seems like Christmas is so much larger uh, in perspective and scope, right, than Easter. And Easter is almost kind of like the second holiday, but it, it it would seem to me right, that Easter kind of carries more weight from a theological perspective for a Christian. So just kind of what's your take? What should we as Christian parents be thinking about? And then we're going to talk about a little bit of kind of practical ways that we can incorporate that into kind of the rhythm of our family.
1: Well, you make a really good point because there is an aspect of if, if you love history, I'm, I'm kind of a history dork. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, I just have always been attracted to story and uh, old stories and, and new stories as well. Um, but if you want to really trace the origin of the Christian story in one sense or another, you, you, you really can't, you can't have Easter without Advent. So the coming of the Christ child, right. Yeah. And then yeah. Christ, the risen King. And I think as believers, you make a good point, Dan, I think we've probably, um, uh, gratuitously, uh, over-commercialized both, yeah. uh, certainly in the Western context. And, and we have probably added way too much. Uh, at times, that that has the the danger, I think, of diluting and taking away from the essence and the meaning of what those special times should be. Yeah. Um, so I'm not yeah. saying you can't buy your kids a Christmas present or an Easter dress, you know, yeah. or whatever. I'm not. I'm not. But don't do those things, forsaking the meaning of those seasons. Right. Um, and so you know, Christmas time is special for the Christian uh, because Jesus has come, Emmanuel, God with us. But Easter is significant um, in the sense that you know the coming of Jesus led. Uh, to the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. And so the advent of Jesus and the victory of Jesus, all, I think for believers, we should tie that in together um, in in seeing the significance of all of that, because it's how the Lord wrote the story for the redemption of the world. So it matters big time.
0: Yeah. Well, what are some things that we can kind of do as parents, as a family, um, and, you know, as the kids are young and getting older Um, Just kind of those conversations that we have and and making sure that, uh, you know, picking up Easter eggs and hiding candy doesn't become their only memories of Easter.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I, and I think, I mean, we tongue in cheek on that kind of stuff. Lots of families have lots of traditions. I mean, if you grew up in the South, especially, you know uh, there's all sorts of these little interesting Easter traditions that have evolved over the years. I think, I think anything that families can do, to remember and celebrate Easter is healthy and good. Yeah. And I think that if you don't have any really and so I think from, from what are healthy things, I'll start mm-hmm. with the most obvious and then maybe some more nuanced ones. Um, but I think the most obvious one is first and foremost, you need worship with the family of God. Uh, on Easter weekend. And I know that seems like the softball of all answers because we're going to come to church. But I I think, I think as believers, especially what we learned through, through COVID uh, is uh, man, I know for me personally um, uh, getting to come back in person for Easter uh, was so, so sweet. And for this year, you know, to be able to kind of see just how dynamic and, and, and sweet it is for God's people to come back together and worship, to to sing to the Lord, to exalt his name, to hear the preaching of the word, to see people come to faith. So I I think one aspect of your Easter tradition, if you will, as a family is to worship. And if you are so fortunate uh, in my family, this has been the case now for us for many, many years, um, that we've been able to have family in town together where we can worship together um, and do that and experience the day on some level together. I think that really matters. Um, for us, so have, so go to church. <laughs> Summer point number one, go to yep. church. Yep. Um, and so if you have a church home, be there. If you don't find one, Prestonwood would love to be that one. If you're out there listening, to an, obviously a PCA family, uh, many are a part of Prestonwood and other faithful churches, but uh, we would love for you to be here. It's going to be a dynamic weekend, obviously, both our campuses. I think 13 services altogether, Dan, is what mm. we're doing uh, at Prestonwood. And so um, it's going to be a great, great weekend. I think another tradition that's something that's just been baked into our family rhythm on Easter is uh, we always share a meal. Uh, we come together on Easter, and and we just have a great time around the table. And mm. I know you've talked about this on this in this format and on this platform to our families so many times in so many ways. And I know how I know how your family feels about this uh, specifically about just the importance of building fellowship and community around the table, yes. um, where distractions go away and they're pushed to the side. And for Michelle and I, and we're not we are trying hard to get good at this. Um, and with five kids in different life stages and learning levels, yep. um, I, God bless the people that have the hour Devo at the table. I, that's, we're on a journey, man. <laughs> we, yeah. we don't know hey,
0: if, if, if we can find them, we'll talk to them, but I haven't found them yet. Yeah. That's great. yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. but they, just family somewhere. time, family time around the, con- yeah. you know, around the dinner table. Um, yeah. you know, and just the, the, as you said, the different ages, right. So, you know, we've got, yeah. you know, from grandparents all the way down to little kids and, you know, new babies now coming in. Uh, Cause we'll have, you know, a lot of extended family uh, for our Easter time. Uh, so, you know, I, I love that. I think that's a, a really important time and a great memory.
1: Well, and, and when we do that, it's, it, I'm a big believer. And, and this was modeled to us. And we've seen this true in our ministry, man, when you do that, have, have a purpose to it. And and again, right. attention spans come and go. And so mm-hmm. you've got to be patient as a parent. Um, so I got them all. I mean, I got a high schooler all the way down to a tiny baby. So I, I if, if you're, if you're a parent out there listening and you think, well, you don't understand where I'm at. I promise I do. I've got them at I do. all <laughs> stages in this school. And so you you have to create some balance in those experiences and have a plan. ahead. Sure. I'll tell you, I'll share something sweet with you that, that we have the privilege of doing. My wife's grandmother uh, and my kid's great grandmother is a just a precious, godly, wonderful uh, saint uh, in the classic biblical way. I mean, she just yeah. she loves Jesus. She loves us. Um, she has a multitude of grandkids and a multitude of great grandkids. Um, she's in her eighties now, but she's a faithful prayer warrior. And as yep. the Lord has been gracious to us, um, uh, most of the rest of my grandparents and my wife's grandparents have gone on to be with Jesus, except, mm-hmm. um, mamaw is what we call her. And, uh, one of the sweetest things I think we get to do, man, is we have a little, um, visual with eggs, um, that tells the Easter story. And so whenever she can come over, which has been pretty much every year, um, she'll kind of lead out that for lead that out for our family. And especially with the little kids in the room. But we make the big kids do it, too, because you don't outgrow it. And uh, through that, through those little visuals, um, we tell the Easter story. And so we remember it and we reflect on it and, and we celebrate it. And of course, this was the rhythm of the early church. Um, you know, Paul says, I mean, you know, Jesus says, do when, he, when we're at, he's at the table with his disciples, do this in remembrance of me. Paul refers to a remembrance of Jesus and his sacrifice. First Corinthians 15 is all about Paul giving a, uh, an apologetic record of the resurrection and the number of people that viewed it and all those kinds of things, because in the first century Christian story, we didn't want to forget. Well, in the 21st century Christian story, we still don't want to forget. We want to remember uh, the victory of a risen Jesus. So those are those are some things that we do as a family to just make the day sweet and, and, and create some memory for our kids.
0: Yeah. Now, um, not just Easter Sunday, um, but what about uh, good Friday? And I'll ask mm-hmm. the question that, that uh, a lot of parents, you know, might have their kids ask that. And, and how do you kind of answer that is, you know, why is it referred to as good Friday uh, yeah. when that's the day that Jesus is crucified?
1: Right. Yeah. And so, you know, so a lot of the terms we use in, in Christian language have been passed down to us from generation to generation to generation. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Easter weekend, again, kind of like what we referred to there with, with Advent and Easter, uh, Christmas and Easter, you know, those are seasons for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years that those were right. seasons on the church calendar, so to speak. Um, we've, we've shifted this in evangelicalism a lot, but, but, you know, classic Orthodox Christianity, and this is, there were whole blocks of seasons Um, where you thought a lot about Christmas time and you thought a lot about, you know, Advent and Lent. You thought a lot about the coming Easter season. But Good Friday, uh, it does sound like an odd expression in one sense. And, you know, what's good about it? Well, for me, uh, man, what we always come back to is trying to make this real for our kids. Of course, again, we're going to come worship on Friday night. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to take the Lord's Supper because we remember the, 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 the given body exists. His broken body is shed blood. Our sins. So, we're going to come to the table as a church family. We're going to baptize because baptism is a, a picture of the story of the resurrected life of Christ and the resurrection power in us. Right. So, baptism is a picture all the way under the water, all the way up, buried with Christ in baptism, the likeness of his death, raised to walk. Those are all things that help us connect and understand the importance of initiating um, Easter weekend. But, like Paul says, we we don't have to keep crucifying jesus right the resurrection right. event is done it's it's codified in history it won't Amen. be repeated right and and so in one sense when believers post resurrection which is all of us yes um and that's the church so <laughs> the, the church marked begun and enduring till he comes again it's what's good about good friday is the fact that we don't have a resurrection without a crucifixion and so Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the Easter weekend, it ties all of the story together. And I know a lot of folks, I mean, my mom grew up in a certain liturgical tradition where um, a few more of the, the, the more Orthodox traditions were practiced uh, through Good Friday, Monday, Thursday. Uh, I've, been, I've served at churches that had that whole eight-day experience. there baked yep. into their calendar. And you can do all those things as a family, by the way. I would encourage that. Um, but I, I think when we think about the goodness of Easter weekend, uh, that, that Friday and Sunday mean something together yes. that we treat the death, burial and resurrection of Jesus as, as a, as a continuum of the salvific event that we don't have one without the other. And so the finished work of Jesus on the cross, uh, makes salvation what it is. This has been our study in Romans, man, for weeks and weeks now together as a church. So, True. Yeah, man. so as odd as, as odd as it sounds, right. What's good about good Friday um, is that, that the scripture is clear. Someone has to take our place as an advocate. Right. There has to be, even Abraham knew this on the mountain with Isaac. There had to be a sacrifice provided. Um, and so really Easter week brings us from the triumphal entry into Jesus with his, with his friends there in John's gospel at the table and then onto the garden and then onto the trial and onto the crucifixion. And so we need to see that whole week, all of those events, the scripture preserves all, all of that for us. Cause we need to see the significance of that story and what it means.
0: Yeah. It's beautiful. Some the a payment had to be made <laughs> and it's That's either right. you paying yeah. for yeah. your sins, right. Or your substitute Jesus Christ paying for them. That's right. So That's um, right. one of the other things I love as a tradition and that we do as a family, right. We are going to be uh, dressed in something bright uh, and passed yeah. out in a lot of colors. Cause I love that. Just kind of that idea of that is yeah. right. Sunday is that new life in Christ. So um, you know that's going to be kind of you know when you walk into the church, okay. um, it is a it is a bright, it is a celebration, uh, it is a, a a fantastic day. So as you said, yeah. um, you know hopefully uh, you're making church um, in uh, in a home church uh, part of your family's rhythm on uh, Easter, and that we'll see you on Good Friday and on Sunday morning, mm-hmm. uh, and I know that we'll see you there. So Jonathan, thank you for uh, just kind of giving us a little update, letting us know about uh, the importance of Easter.
1: You that Dan, appreciate all you're doing, man. This is a joy to talk about.
0: All right, thank you, Jonathan.